Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound is episode 346 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Big underscore Bane, what is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Excited to be here. We got we got some technical difficulties out of the way. Yep, we're yep. rocking and rolling, man. Yeah, we we're we're just going on the highway. Pew. Okay. <laughs> Don't, I didn't really know what to say after. I didn't either. So I, I just, did. I did I not just either. Made something up. I, I dig it though. Yeah, I dig it. I yep. like the uh, I like the uh, persistence. Yeah. Ace Steel is our guest again this week. Always fun talking with him. We got some wrestling talk. We got a little bit of movie and TV talk, some toy talk. We're back in the studio this week, so you're going to be uh, playing another Tiger Electronics game, man. Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, again, la- not last week, the week before you played uh, Transformers. Yep, yep. Um, you seem to enjoy it more than I think you thought you would. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did enjoy it more than I thought I was going to because I, I fully expected it to just be terrible. I mean, and, and it was, don't get me wrong. But it's it's, I mean it's not a like I didn't rush Xbox, out. It's not an Xbox One game. No, and I, I didn't rush out to go buy it or anything like that. But like it. To be fair, I have yet to see those in stores anywhere. Right. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Because I can't think that they're that popular. I you know I, I don't I. I, I mean, think it's, it's nostalgic. I get that. But I it's think like, it's I guys our age who are going to buy these. I don't think it's like the the five to ten year olds. I mean. Yeah. To be fair, though, I remember when the. Uh, Retro Mattels were released. I thought these would fly off the shelves. They didn't. Yeah. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> Tasty. Yeah. You get some of that uh, fruity cleaner there. The yeah. old Jeff with one yeah, F that, special. That fruity Windex. My God. You know it. It almost tastes like Skittles, but you know I can definitely get the fruity Windex taste. I don't know. I wonder what he thinks of Skittles. He doesn't like them. He's too busy eating hot dogs from under his bed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's a thing to factor in. I, I, Jeff's one of my best friends. I love the guy, but you know, 
yeah, he's going to call this Fruity Windex while he's eating hot dogs under the bed. <laughs> yeah. Give me a break, pal. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so that new Bang flavor we talked about has still not been revealed, although I saw that Bang tweeted out, or they put it on Instagram. I think they were wanting people to take guesses. One I saw was a Blueberry Limeade. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. Like I feel like the colors have to kind of somewhat deal with right. what the flavor is well, going to be. And that's the thing. is like I, I don't think that's the right blue for blueberry. Blueberry needs to be almost purple. Sure. And that's a light baby blue. It's almost like this radical skedaddle color. Yeah, but I would I would say even lighter than that. Sure, for sure. It's a, it's a baby blue, and it's like a green, yellowish green, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe blueberry pie. Maybe, but then again, you know, blueberry pie is like almost like a purple color. Yeah, and that would be a weird flavor for an energy drink, would it, it not? Would be. It would be. I think I might enjoy it though. I don't know. I feel like I could be like birthday cake all over again. I, I kind of wonder if maybe it's like um, just that fake blue flavor. You know what I mean? Like 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 a cool blue, cool blue <laughs> from Gatorade, something like that. But then like a lime twist, Arctic Blast, Arctic Blast limeade, some some bullshit like that. Could be. Yeah, which Could sounds be. amazing. Actually, now remember, that I think about it, you remember Pepsi Blue when we were in high school? Oh God, that was bad. Wasn't it, it was awful. Yeah. I, I remember um, we had like the little snack bar we would get yeah. lunch at, and they had Pepsi Blue, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to get one." But you know what wasn't disgusting? Code Red. <laughs> oh yeah, well I mean that's still around, is it not? It is. Yeah, but I don't I don't drink it anymore. In my opinion, it's like a treat because you don't see it often. Like Baja Blast, right? It's only a Taco now, Bell. Baja Blast. You know, I, I'm I'm all in on that because when you go to Taco Bell, that's the only place you can get it. Right. You remember the orange one? I think it was called like Livewire or something. Orange Mountain Dew. Yeah, I don't think I ever had it though. I think I had it once, but I don't drink soda too terribly often. I don't either. So there's there was also a purple one at one point. Okay. But that's just too many Mountain Dews, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's too many. It's yep. way too many. Yep. So, I don't know. Anyway, why don't you take a why don't we take a break here and uh, dive into some wrestling talk? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, big underscore Bane. Uh, good news this week um, with the release of Battlegrounds 2K, which actually comes out on Friday, which will be two days ago as this episode drops. Yep. Um, producers of the game have said you will not have to spend real money. You earn money in the game to unlock stuff. Yeah. That was your biggest drawback, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be good news, right? It is, but <clears throat> there is a uh, there is a catch there because you can say that, but how much money are you earning in game? And I think that's where I'm still kind of stuck on because technically, when you think about it, like so, like if a character's ten thousand coins and you win a match and you win ten, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, or, or even a hundred. You know, it's like that. That's still a lot of grinding just to get one guy. And I, but that, but that being said, he's like you said, there's a catch, but he's not really lying, right? So. But that, but that's like to me, I feel like that's equivalent to like we used to play Injustice on, sure. on, on mobile quite often, and man, those were the good old days, weren't they? They were, you know. I feel like I feel like everything was just gravy back then. Yeah, but uh, good times. Yeah, but but still, like you earned coins and experience from the matches you won, 
but it was way easier to spend twenty dollars to get like twenty five hundred coins and then you could buy whatever packs you want to get whatever you need and it was just it made like you couldn't you wouldn't want to do that all the time because you'd be spending a shit ton of money but like but it makes sense because it's a free game but it's not really a free game right so so that's what I'm a little little iffy about because I mean yeah sure you earn money but at the same time how long is that grind gonna be? Well, I, I did see a uh, video of a gameplay where there was like a four-way cage match happening. Mm-hmm. And it was like The Rock, Cena, The Fiend, and one more guy. Daniel Bryan, I believe. And the match was actually taking place and looked like an auto garage, which was kind of fun. Nice. And it was an electrified cage. Mm-hmm. Which was like, oh, that's that again, that kind of goes with the obscure of this game, which is kind of fun. Yep. And it would do a countdown, like a buzzer would go off. And that means the cage was about to be electrified. It only stayed electrified for... A few seconds. Okay. But up on the cage walls would pop up these uh, bags of money that the guys were going for. Now, I wonder if that's, again, part of the gameplay. You earn money as you play. And Ah. the more money you get, you know, maybe you get some for winning. You got bonus money that you earned. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't don't know a whole lot about this game, and I don't think too many people do. So it'll be interesting to see how how it turns out. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Typhoon's in the game, dude. Right, and that's amazing. Yeah. Right, I mean, freaking yeah. amazing. Doink the Clown. Right. So you can do the Natural Disasters versus the Street Profits. Right. Like, amazing. That's and a, you can do Royal Rumbles. Which is even more fun. So there's a lot of lot of fun elements to this game. So it comes out this week. And also, too, I saw at Walmart they had the sticker ready. 33 bucks. A lot better than the typical 60 that I yeah, was assuming. Decently priced. I'm 100% about that. So we'll see. I think I'm going to wait to see some user reviews sure. uh, until I decide to check it out. But, you know, hopefully hopefully all things are good with it. For sure. Um, NXT has announced the next TakeOver taking place October the 4th. There's not been a name announced as I that I've heard yet, but could it be NXT TakeOver Halloween Havoc? Better not because that's too damn early in the month. That's what I was thinking, but there's not going to be one in late October. So Why not? There should be. I mean, hell, have two takeovers. They had a, they had damn SummerSlam and Payback two weekends in a row. That's true. Why I'm not? just saying that I don't think that that will happen. No, it won't. But they just need to push Takeover back. I see. If Takeover was like the in like October, I don't know, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, that'd be yeah. Halloween Havoc, right? Yeah, yeah, perfect time. Yeah, or even I mean, it's on the it's on Saturday this year. So like, why not have it on the thirty first? That's another good point. Why not? Yeah. I would be fun. So anyway, when I saw that, I kind of was like, oh, probably not going to be Halloween Havoc. That's disappointing. Yeah. It is disappointing, but maybe maybe they're saving Halloween Havoc for the big show. Maybe maybe WWE is going to take that over. WWE Halloween Havoc. Think so? No. It's not going to happen. No. Vince is, he hates everything fun. <laughs> He's just like, oh, this kid in Oklahoma likes it. Hell yeah. Up yours, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween Havoc in the Thunderdome, Thunderdome might actually be fun, though. I, I would be all about it. Because they could do that virtual or AR shit with the big pumpkin. Of course. They could do so many good things. It'd be amazing. But no, no, don't do that. Call it, you know, payback. <laughs> Call it in-your-face raw. Yeah, exactly. Gross. Also news uh, coming from this. Jeff Hardy has re-signed with WWE for another two years. Okay. That's kind of a shocker, I felt like. because I, I just assumed... Well, he's going to AEW with Matt, right? Like, that's kind of what we assume. Apparently not. I mean, I'm sure WWE offered him a very sizable uh, raise, I'm sure, to stick around, which... 
Yep. You know, they've lost a lot of talent lately to AEW. They have. And um, I guess they want to keep Jeff Hardy as part of that. And I think that's an interesting thing, but maybe it's good to have both Hardy brothers on different companies. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, I think those two guys, as long of careers they've had, they do equally as good separate as they are together. Jeff Hardy also apparently made a part of his contract to... Do you remember that singles theme he had back in like 2007, 2008? Yeah, yeah. That That's going to be his new music because he said the other music he feels back, huh? is Hardy Boys. Yeah. That was Jeff Hardy. And I'm like, yeah. I, I kind of agree. So yeah. I think that that's a good thing. Yeah, that'll be good. So Jeff Hardy sticking with the WWE at least for now. How about it? Yeah. Anyway, let's take a break and uh, dive into a little bit of movie talk here. Let's do it. This is... I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. How about the uh, the news that they released uh, images for The Mandalorian Season 2? And we saw a familiar face in that. Sasha Banks. That was a shocker, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I knew she was going to be in there. She They announced it like after the Season 1 debuted. I had no clue. Really? Yeah. I yeah, had never heard that. Yeah. they uh, That that was um, announced when they were while they were filming it. But yeah, I, I think it's awesome that the, that was legit and they didn't you know kept her in i mean i think that's great i don't know how big of a part she's gonna have but right i think that's fun definitely um i actually didn't watch the mandalorian did you check it out <laughs> hell yeah is it good hella good really i need to watch hella it good. i've never been a big star wars guy and that's kind of why i didn't watch it yeah but this you don't i feel like it's so such a different story i it, it doesn't correlate with any of the movies sure so i mean you might it might help to know like certain characters and you know but it doesn't correlate necessarily with any of the stories of the movie so you'd be fine just watching that by itself um i feel it's kind of it's probably similar to like the marvel films to someone who's not a marvel fan Mm -hmm. it'd be hard to catch up you know what i mean oh yeah where it's like oh my god so okay there's all these movies there's cartoons you know but again because people have asked me like well can you watch you know this Thor movie without watching everything else, and I'm like, well, I think so, but yeah. hell, I don't know because I've watched everything, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but this this usually they keep the uh, the TV shows pretty separate from everything. It it's pretty much the equivalent of like you know you can watch Daredevil without watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure, you know, right? It's totally and enjoy totally it. different. Right? There might be a few callbacks of this and that, but right? You're not missing anything. Right? That's a good point. So. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely be cool. Season two of The Mandalorian. I feel like that's the uh, kind of been the saving grace of Disney Plus, has it not? It's it's definitely been the biggest uh, selling point for me to keep coming back to it. Now, I will say this: it's Halloween time, and just a couple of days ago, I just went through and knocked out about fifteen uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes. Oh, from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, which uh, was pretty fun for Did me they, to, to kind of remember those. I haven't had Disney Plus in such a long time, but. Me and you are very similar because obviously it's September. It's mm-hmm. about to be the fall, oh, yeah. pretty much. Oh yeah. Or you're, I'm sure you're already gearing up those Christmas movies, right? I mean, like that's. Yeah. Uh, so one cool thing that Voodoo does now is they actually like to do lists. Yes. And um... now, now here's the thing though about that. 
I would love to list all the Halloween or Christmas episodes of The Office. And you still can't do that. And that sucks. Yeah, you still can't do that. Because that would be great, right? Yeah, which that was... That would have been... That's been what I feel like we've been asking for this whole time. Yeah. Movies and stuff like that is one thing, but we've been asking to do like individual episodes because I don't want to have to scroll through like every single episode, especially because like The Office, for instance, they don't necessarily name them Halloween special or, right. or Christmas special. It's And I don't think they they do a Halloween every year. I could be wrong. No, no. I think they only did like six. So I think there's like three seasons that they didn't do one. Sure. And then probably the same with Christmas. I don't know that for sure, but you kind of have to go back and look, but that's the thing is like the Simpsons always did the Treehouse of horror. Right. That's, that's a super fun one. And, um, so does Disney plus allow you to just make, do they allow you to do that or anything? No. Cause that would be such a cool thing, right? It would be a great thing. But with, with the Simpsons, the Treehouse of horror, it's usually the first couple episodes. It's usually in the first few episodes, so when you're scrolling through seasons, you'll usually see it without having to do any scrolling. So, and they True. always name it Treehouse of Horror, so because it's Tree Treehouse. I think the last one I watched was Treehouse of Horror Nine or something like that. So. Hungry are the damned. Yeah, so <laughs> really a fun fun episodes. I'm not even a huge Simpsons guy these days, but like those are still fun episodes for me. Yeah, well, because the, they don't really have anything to do with the. Uh, the actual episodes are very standalone. Right. They're a little over the top, which is yeah. great. Like, I honestly really like the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Funko Pops. And had yeah. I been big into collecting those still, I would definitely grab all of them. But I, oh, was yeah. just, I was a little over it at the time. And Well, and they also put way too many out at one time. Sure. You know. As with everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, uh, you know, I going back to that, are there Halloween films that you enjoy to watch this time of year without them being... Like crazy slashers. I mean, there's Ernest Scared Stupid. There's Hocus Pocus, right? Sure. There's there's a few of those that are great. And I think actually the Disney Plus app, probably in the original movies, they had like Halloween Town and stuff. Yeah, and I think Hocus Pocus is fun. It's not. Yeah. It's because you want the family oriented stuff, right? Which and now Marissa's to the point like she's 13 now. Which I mean, I don't want to just let it, let the whole thing loose on her, but like I feel a little bit more comfortable letting her watch certain things because. It's like I feel like she's mature enough, you know. Yep. Um, and so we. Uh, well, that's probably the age we were when we were watching scary movies. And that's so. what I think about. It's like we were in Attitude Era at thirteen. It's like yeah, we heard everything and saw everything. We we saw Midian get sacrificed on the stage. Right, and so it's he like drank I, the Undertaker's blood. I'm pretty sure she can handle a few f words. And know? honestly, her generation's gonna ha- gonna get exposed to that way faster than we did. I'm. I'm fairly certain she was probably exposed to that shit at like eight or nine because she had her phone. Sure. You know, it's in. We tried to restrict it as much as we could, but like, if, you, if she's curious, she's curious, and right. that's an unfortunate thing. But it is; it's real life. But um, we actually watched a movie last night called um, "Little Evil." Okay, it's it's on it's on Netflix. It came out a few years ago, and I wanted to watch it, but I totally forgot about it. And it's it's like a parody of uh, the Omen and movies like that, nice. where where like the the child is basically the antichrist or whatever, but the dad right burn kind of would fall into that Halloween category. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, the, the kid it's based around the kid and the, and the, the stepdad. So instead of having like the parents, it's a stepdad and it's just, it's basically telling the tale of like the stepdad knows he's the antichrist, but thinks he is only doing these things because he hates him. <laughs> like that. And it's just, it's really funny. I, I really enjoyed it, but um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. So we're still trying to get in that mode of Halloween. I'm sure there's like, you know, nightmare before Christmas and shit like that. Sure. that we'll watch and, you know, 
just the, the stuff that you can you can find, you know. Yeah. But again, it's it's a little bit harder. I feel like because you have the crazy slashers, and then right, it, then it, stuff it that's goes from less. it it goes from like super hard R-rated movies to like rated TV Y7. Yes. And it's like, there's really no in between and that's what sucks. But now I feel like I'm starting to get more comfortable. Like, eh, maybe she can watch Halloween or something like that. Sure. And actually some of those eighties ones are kind of so campy. It probably wouldn't even be scary. Pretty mild. I mean, I might see Jamie Lee Curtis's boobies, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Big bang, taking one for the team. Damn right. So I also um, sent you a, a trailer for the new revived Animaniacs coming to Hulu uh, November the 20th. You pumped for this, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I. It still hurts my heart a little bit that it's just Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain and, and uh, Freak is always just left back there in the 90s. But You never know, man. He could make a cameo. Uh, I hope he does because... I don't think he was ever on Animaniacs, but I feel like he would go well. Animaniacs was on Freakazoid, though. Oh, were they? Yeah. I know they were in the same universe. Yeah. So there's no reason why he couldn't pop up. Yeah. Because Pinky and the Brain actually ended up getting their own spinoff show, too. Right. And But they were also a part of Animaniacs originally. Yeah. And I, I think... I, and maybe he would do better in small doses for most people. Like, But I think now he would probably be a big hit because of it would how, be a bigger hit now i think because of how zany he was back in the 90s and i feel like we weren't there as like kids yet you yeah. know like most kids were into like pinky in the brain was a huge hit but it was a pretty damn calm show if you think about it yeah like freakazoid was just so zany and wild and, and right. it's like i feel like kids weren't really there yet now it's like that's how most shows are just zany and crazy and absolutely over the top silly yeah which is definitely uh Definitely interesting. So Animaniacs coming out to Hulu. That'll actually make me re-up my Hulu account because yeah. I do want to see that. Which, which when you do that, there's a shit ton of Hulu stuff you got to watch because there's like a bunch of stuff on there that's really good. And, and that's the thing is there's there's always good stuff on these streaming services. It's the time, you know. Right. That's the, always the biggest factor is just I, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like I'm not going to subscribe to more than one or two because I don't have time to watch them all. Yep. So might as well space it out. Might as well. Anyway, let's take a break and dive into a little bit of toy talk here. Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore Bane. A little bit of toy talk here. NECA has officially revealed um, boxed photos of the new General Trag and Graniter 2-pack. Uh, what do you think of this, man? This is definitely hitting the obscure characters, right? I was going to say, because I have no clue who these guys are. Dude, I had a General Track figure. Really? Absolutely, I did. Um, I'll show you the one I had originally, but he was one of those characters where I remember every kid I felt like had him because he was like the peg warmer. I don't know. Did you not have that one? I did not have that one. Yeah, man. I remember having that one because I thought his name was something else. I thought his name was like Scumbucket or something. Oh, yeah. Because there was a scumbug, but that's not the same character. But yeah. anyway, um, you know, NECA kind of going with some less than well-known characters here. Uh, again, you know, you mentioned it before. The price point on the Naked figures is a, is a little much. They do look amazing. How do you think these more obscure characters are going to do? I don't know. I mean... I wouldn't buy them myself. I mean, but I feel like there's a lot of completionists when it comes to absolutely these particular lines with the NECA, and so 
I, I can see people buying them just to have them in the collection. But uh, I mean, if I don't know, I, I, I would have passed on them once I got done with the turtles and got Shredder and, and Casey Jones and then a couple of those foot soldiers, I would have been done. Yeah, you well, know, you say that, but you would have picked up Bebop. Bebop oh, so yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady. But, yeah, they would have. I would have picked those up before Casey Jones. But yeah, um, but you're more of the core character. Again, it's nostalgic. Right. The characters you know, right? right? You maybe, don't know these. Maybe a Rat King or whatever. Sure, you and know? he's coming. Yeah, but I something like this. I I don't know who these guys are, so I I would have totally passed on these guys. Well, and that's what kind of makes me interested to see how these guys do or. Like you said, are people going to grab them because they know they're going to be hot items? Yeah. Or they're like, I don't really know these characters. I'm going to pass on them. Or yep. I'm going to wait until, you know, some other ones come out that I, I don't know. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. But those are definitely coming out soon, which will be fun. Anyway, Big Underscore Bane, I think it's about that time to dive into another fantastic Tiger Electronics game. Oh, boy. All right. So, Big Underscore Bane, I got the game here. You want to take a guess what this one's going to be? <sighs> Little Mermaid. Bam, you nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, how do you... Transformers, I feel like you kind of enjoyed. How do you feel like this one's going to hold up? I don't... I I really don't know. I mean, what the hell is she going to be attacking in this game? Or does she attack? Well, it says pick slash attack. Yeah. Here we go. Gotta love these tiger sounds. So, So dark. How do you... Oh, that's good sounds right there. Hope everyone's enjoying that at home. I know Charlie God. Shaw's loving every second of it. He's dancing around. <laughs> Big underscore Bane is so concentrated right now. Oh, okay. She just jumped out of the water. She probably well, if she doesn't have legs, she probably shouldn't be doing that. Who am I? What am I, I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> this is the most confusing game. I, yeah, it is. I played that one before, and I was like, "This game kind of kind of sucks." I've actually. gotten zero points. Oh, ten points. This is the dumbest effing game. This game sucks, dude. Not fun. What, I mean, like, okay. She's picking at the at the base of the. Ocean. She's. I think she's grabbing stuff, right? Like supplies, almost. Yeah, but like I don't. Like, boy, that's a that's a lovely tune, is it not? If I was a parent, I'd be like, turn that effing thing off now. Turn it off. <laughs> Go to your room. Okay, so they're what? Like I'm wanting this to happen on our show, and it's driving me crazy. So right, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I died. I think. No, I'm on stage two. Fuck this game. (laughs) No good. No, I'm done with that. Worse, worse than Transformers. That that is like literally the worst so far. Okay, so that one goes now dead last. Yes. Transformers will now be, I guess, it's ranked three. It's ranked three. Three. So okay. Well, we can rank it one since I mean, but that will be technically two then. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So two more X Men and uh, Sonic are left. Yeah, I got a feeling those are gonna be dog shit too. <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's get a steel back on the show, and we'll be back to close it up. Sounds good. 
it's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right, we are back here on the show, and I got Ace still here for part two. And, man, last week was a lot of fun. We talked about, you know, um, a lot of time in Japan and kind of getting started in wrestling. But you ended us on a cliffhanger. Uh, a lot of people may not know this. Um, so back, I mean, obviously he's the president now, and I know that's a controversial topic for, for many people. Uh-huh. Um, not, uh-huh. I'm not trying to talk politics here. But uh, in 2007-ish, Donald Trump had a huge feud with Rosie O'Donnell. And at this point, he was just, you know, a TV character, more or less, and uh, right on on Monday Night Raw, they had Rosie O'Donnell versus Donald Trump, and I and I believe you were the one who portrayed Donald Trump, right? Oh, you believe correctly? Uh, yeah, oh, oh yes, yeah. What a what a what an amazing time, I guess. Um, I was after the, the event happened for weeks on end. I was on headline news each week. There was a clip of it because it was a hot topic. Sure. You know, going on in the world that he called her, he called, he called, he, his words were she was fat and unattractive. That's exactly what he said about her and was saying like just horrible things. They were going back and forth slinging mud. Right. And so this, and this just tied into everything, obviously, with Vince's idea to have, you know, Trump at Mania that year. Now, did, were you just an extra that day? How does that come about? I was booked to do that. Oh, really? Um, Mike Bucci, uh, Supernova, was in talent relations at the time. He had called me and said, hey, you're never going to guess what I have to book on Monday Night Raw. He told me the gig, and I laughed, and I said, and he didn't He didn't say anything to me about me doing it yet. And I said, oh, hell, I'd love to do that, because all I ever really wanted to do at tapings was show up, get paid, and eat catering. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I, I really didn't want to wrestle, which sounds crazy to people who are like, don't you want to try and get a job? I'm like... But by this point, I'd already done that so many times. I'd already been in a spot where, hey, let's get a look at you. And I was over it. I was over trying to get a look at this time. Right. Um, which for aspiring wrestlers, uh, to put in perspective where my career was, I was done. I was actually thinking in my head, I'm done wrestling. I was running the gym. I, I bought the gym next door to Harley School. I was in the twilight. I was 34 years old. I'm thinking there's nothing else left for me. I'll do some more Japan, but what else do I have, right? There wasn't NXT at the time where a guy who's 34, 35 and could still work could go and, you know, live out the, you know, the rest of his days with the career. You know, if, if it was now like it was, if then was like it is now, I would still be able to keep going at 35 years old. So anyway, my, that was my mindset. I just want to go in, eat food, go away. And Bucci was like, uh, well, do you have a suit? Do you have this? Do you have that? Like, I'm going to book you to be Trump. And I'm like, holy cow, you're kidding me. So the suit, the t- everything was all expense to the company. Um, they put a wig on me. Uh, Pat Buck, who's actually now a uh, producer, he was the alternate Trump. He had been in OVW, uh, I think just hanging out down there. Like, he'd never been contracted as a wrestler back then. So he was like the alternate Although Bucci was like, I knew you're my guy. I just had to send a second guy. I said, okay. So that's exactly how that came about. So in a way, I was booked as an extra, but a specific extra. Wow, like that's that's such <laughs> that's one of those things. Like, cause I I uh, I didn't know you at the time, but you know, I had heard you know your name, and then I, around that time is actually when I um, had decided to make the move up to WLW. The first person I met was uh, Daniel Cross. Ah. And so I'm talking to him up at the school and stuff, and he was like, well, you know, Ace Steel, 
he owns the gym next door. And I was like, is he the guy that was Donald Trump? <laughs> 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 he just started laughing. He's like, yes, he was. So <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those things with, with the wrestling business. You never know the way it's going to take you. And it can always be a completely different direction than we're expecting. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, careful what you wish for. I wanted a contract a year or two before, and this goofy farce that I put on in the ring is what got me the contract. So, and that, so that's directly what led to them giving you a deal at that point. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Uh, Johnny Ace was not there that night, but he was, he was, he was head of it. And Bucci was like vice president, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, whatever his title would be, but he would be just under Johnny, you know, working as far as that goes. And about a week later or so, it was a week, week, week and a half, two weeks, something along those lines. When Johnny got back in the office, what do we do with this kid? You know, yeah, let's sign him. And then I got signed. Then I got the call from Bucci. What are you doing? Running my gym. I got a, got a person in here. I'm running around training a bit. Do you like it? Of course I like it. I love my gym, but would you rather be wrestling? I was like, dude, you know, I was like, F you, you're kidding me. And he's like, no, he's like, I'm, I'm going to offer you a contract. I'm like, well, here we go. Life has changed. After, after all this time of chasing it, like about a year earlier, I was in tip top physical shape, like as in like the biggest and best I could look. My work was on point. Uh, Ted DiBiase, bless him. He was, he was uh, at the time trying to help me out and get a gig. Cause the, the DiBiase boys had just started um, and he was around a lot, so he'd seen me work a lot and, but it just never materialized. And then I go out and act like a fool. And that's where the, it's where the contract comes from. It's, it's never the way we expect, I guess, you know, obviously, but, um, you get the call to OVW. Of course you're, you're moving to Louisville. I'm sure. Um, how long did you end up staying there for? So to be specific about this, I actually was sent to deep South first oh. and I was there. I was there for the closing of deep South which is a crazy thing. Um, and then I moved on to OVW cause they were opening up Florida and home for me was in Missouri. So I was trying to stay closer to home as opposed to go all the way to Florida retrospect. That would have been the right move, but it's, it is what it is. I figured OVW is pretty, it's pretty established. You know, if I'm going to go anywhere, I should go there. And I, you know, I know people there. So yeah, uh, I was there for, I'm not going to say a full year. I was in developmental for about for a year, but uh, I love Louisville. I love Louisville. My OVW experience was I had blown my knee out right away, mm. so I spent half the time under contract rehabbing the knee, and then I, you know, it, it is what it is. You just don't have a full amount of time to really get back into working shape. I kept myself in shape, but to put it in perspective as well, um, the only time I ever got pulled up to do anything was some sh- uh, a few shows in uh, I think it was I think it was Dayton or somewhere and uh, they put me in the ring against Palumbo so I did a job as a contract talent and I was telling uh, my wife Lucy this the other day we're watching I said you know I watched this match the other day and when I look at that guy that's not a guy I want to keep on my roster and make a star like I just looked at myself and I was I was being honest I'm like it doesn't matter that I could work when I look at that guy I don't see star right now so I get it. Back then, I'd be like, "Well, that's all I got to do is go in and get beat up and job." But I mean, that was the, about the highlight, except for working some good matches with some fun people around OBW. I mean, you know, I was down there with Matt Seidel, um, 
the uh, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were down there at the time. Uh, Luke Gallows was down there. Ray Gordy, like you've got a, a Aaron Stevens who. Damian Sandow, or I don't, I'm not sure what name he's using right now in NWA. Like we had a lot, like a good group of people, Paul Burchill, some great guys to work around, but you know, it just, and Sean Spears was down there too. Um, but it just didn't, it, it just didn't, just didn't happen for me then. Well, and you know, kind of going back to what we were saying, I think sometimes timing is everything, you know, and it, like you said, like you, you look at yourself, then you're like, man, it just it wasn't the right time, you know, whatever it might be. And I, I kind of I had the same thoughts of my NXT run. I'm like, you know, I think had I, you know, had a different mindset maybe or, you know, maybe been a little bit more positive on certain things, things would have been a little bit different. But it is sure. what it is, you know, like it's hindsight's 2020, right? Yep, exactly. Um, so after after some time, you actually end up um, not that long ago uh, winding up in NXT as a uh, as a as a coach. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. How did that come about, man? That came about, uh, the, the long and short of it is, for years, ever since Punk was a part of the system, a part of the world of WWE, way back then, uh, there would be questions from someone. Hey, they need coaches down there. Would you think of doing this? And I was at a part in my life where that would have never happened at that time. Like I was just focusing on the shoot world. I had a really good job. And I wanted to stay, you know, I, I had goals in that and in, in the uh, I was working for AT&T and I had a goal of being a manager. So I became a manager, which is what I really wanted. And my body was beat up from years of wrestling. So I didn't want to be a technician anymore, you know, kneeling down and working on things and all that good stuff. I wanted right. to I wanted to run the crew. So each and every year, someone would come along. Adam, you know, Punk was there. He brought it up. Uh, Adam Pierce gets hired. He would get a hold of me. Hey, would you want to come down here and coach? And even just for a guest coach spot, doesn't mean the job was happening, you know. And I'd turn it down every time, until a few years back, uh, William Regal gave me a holler, and he was really adamant about it, like blowing up my phone to ch- you know just to see if I'd want to do it. And I kind of lollygagged and turned him down here and there. And finally, I just said, "I'm ready. Let's let's give it a shot. Let's see." To me. I guess it was kind of my dream job, and it is. It's it, to me, it's living the dream. I get to teach people wrestling and teach them what little, you know, everything I can squeeze out of me to make them better and watch them excel. So it, it really was that. It was, you know, Regal just said, "Hey, you know, give this guy, give this guy a chance." So I went down, and after a couple of, couple of guest coaching spots, uh, made a good connection. And it doesn't matter. It matters who you know, but it doesn't quite matter who you know. It matters who I knew to get me my foot in the door. It mattered what I did from then on, how I conducted myself, and what I brought to the table, which is what got me the job. Um, so I did a guest coaching, did two guest coaching spots, and in the summer of 2019, because they couldn't get let any of their coaches go because they had to, they didn't have that many. Um, so they had to they had to look for someone to do the gig, as I call it. Um, I was contacted by Matt Bloom to go ahead to work on. It was secretive at first, but he had a project for me to work on until I said yes. They said, "Yep, I was up for anything." And I got booked to be the to work with the stunt coordinator on the main event movie for Netflix. So I think that's really what helped, kind of be, beyond already making the contact. 
excuse me, and uh, doing what I did as a guest coach, they knew my my capabilities and you know my qualities, and I went on and did that movie. And uh, after that is when when I got hired within right when I got back home from there. Wow, that that's awesome. Well, I must say my nephew absolutely loves that movie. <laughs> awesome. That's good to hear. I've heard I've heard good feedback, and I and I wanted everyone. I mean, it's not like I exactly made the movie, but the fight scenes. You know, I was a, a huge part of every every little wrestling thing that was in there was you know a, a part of a match that I helped put together. So, but uh, yeah, I appreciate that. What was uh, what was that like being? Because I mean, I've never been on a movie set or anything of that nature. Was that I, I'm sure a lot more intricate than we would probably realize, right? Sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, the the amount of so here here's the proudest moment as the, the wrestling coach helping out with the wrestling is that when the wrestlers took over and they said, okay, wrestling time. It's it, here's the whole reason they booked me to be there, and our wrestlers walked in with our routines and knocked it out. Uh, they knocked it out in the first shot, but then they reshot it just to get a, an alternate view. And they were like, we can shoot this all day. And I was very proud of all the wrestlers and what we put together because it was killer. They loved it. Uh, as opposed to, well, we like the way you said that, but let's hear it again. And then you have different directors. And pro- you know, you have one director, but you have a lot of different producers from Netflix, from WWE Films, to whoever's there. And they want to see something look a certain way in the movie. Or let's shoot it this way. Or let's shoot it that way. And there's where your long days of shoots come on. It's different to work with kids because uh, the terminology used is they turn into a pumpkin at nine o'clock or you, because they can only be on set for a certain amount of hours. And you were using two kids at this point, uh, the stunt double, Xavier, and Seth, the actor. So when Seth, the actor, like there was very rarely an overlap with the two being together at the same time. Because when one was out, one was in. So it was time to shoot the stunts, time to shoot the scenes, that type of, you know. It's just very interesting. So much, so much going all, all around. That's, that's like you talk about Japan, like when you leave, you miss it. I kind of missed being around the movie life. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that was such a, a cool idea because my nephew, I mean, he's six now, so he, he's becoming a massive wrestling fan. But, you know, uh, his his knowledge of wrestling sometimes are like the Scooby-Doo WWE movies and stuff, you know. Like he's, <laughs> right. So seeing stuff like that, I mean, he's all about it, which, I mean, is, is really cool for me because it kind of takes me back to childhood and what got me into wrestling to begin with because he's so, I guess, naive to to any of it, you know, being a work or whatever. He really thinks the fiend is the monster, you know, this monster and stuff. And like, that's to me, that's really cool to see how, just how much he, it, you know, buys into everything. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you'd love, you love seeing that look on their face when, you know, it's just a look of surprise, even though you already know, like five steps ahead of time, what's coming next, but to see, to see someone really just enjoy it like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and kind of before the pandemic hit, we actually, I took him to SmackDown in uh, I think it was in January here in Tulsa. And we were sitting, you know, in our seats, and you know, the fiend comes out with his title, which looks like his his mask. And he looks uh, over at me, and he goes, "Does he have two heads?" <laughs> I was like, "No, that's that's his that's his uh, that's his belt." He's like, "Why is his head his belt?" And I'm like, "Well, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. <laughs> I, I got nothing for you." Yeah, it's like I, I don't know, but it is it is you know. So it's 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 really cool. Like I think so. I think cool stuff like that. I think WWE reaching that younger demographic with with movies like that and stuff is a is a really cool thing. Yeah, they uh, I, so the the stunt coordinator on there. Um, I'll just call him Lash, uh, which is his nickname. He's been working on movies and and 
TV projects forever. He's a very seasoned stunt man, stunt coordinator. And he had already talked about, like, you know, he's got, he had ideas for pitching like something else to them uh, about like the, I mean, because they really have a franchise if they look at it. I don't know if they look at it that way, but you know, the mask, the mask is everything. So it could live on. They may not have to use the same actor as they move on. Like he grows up, it could go to a girl. It could go to the grand, the grandma was an idea. Like these are not saying Netflix kicked this around, but it was just, we were just kicking spitballing one day. I was like, man, this thing could just have a life of its own. Cause it's like home alone with wrestling is what I've always described it as. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it, they, they, just the possibilities are endless, I think. So yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. I hope they tap into the franchise sub, or make it a franchise. I, I do too. I think I think more that WWE can do with like Netflix and like the big show had that sitcom and stuff. I think stuff like that's that's a pretty cool idea. You take a guy who we all know from television and kind of make this makeshift sitcom kind of about his life. I like guess that's that's a really cool idea. Sure. Oh yeah, I agree. I haven't watched it yet, but it, you know, I should take a peek. I, I've seen the clips and they look kind of very humorous. So I mean, as good as any sitcom you'll see on any other channel, I think. It's it's very '90s, almost like imagine Full House, but the dad's seven foot tall, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> but it's it's fun stuff. Um, so obviously, you know, this year has been a a wild year for everybody with with the pandemic kind of hitting, and um, I, I don't I don't want to like were you furloughed from your position? Is that kind of what happened? Well, let go for the time. I mean, it's just like any other company. Like right. you're watching, I see the cuts everywhere, and I mean, you could use the word furlough because uh, I do anticipate going back. Um, there was many projects on the table that were coming up with everything they had happening. I mean, the world came to a halt. Um, there were tryouts in Saudi Arabia, the tryouts. We were actually that same week that everything shut down. I had just gotten off the road with the NXT road shows. And that, that Friday was to be, or actually that Thursday was to be tryouts at the performance center. But that was the week the world changed, and then they had to move SmackDown there. Right. So, and ever since then, I mean, it's just been it's it's just been crazy. I mean, that's just it's just how the world go. You know, what the look, look at everybody that's in turmoil. I'm very thankful that I'm you know healthy. That myself, my wife, my dog, we're all healthy. We're and we're alive. Um, uh, things things are fine. I hope the well. You know, obviously hope the same for other people in the world. I know it's not that easy to say those things. So. But uh, yeah, until until the world picks back up, you know, picks back up um, to get back to training. Now I have been training myself at at a center, uh, training kids at a school down here in Orlando. Um, but as far as the performance center, once they get up and running in all projects, I, I truly believe until it's it's not until fans are sitting in the crowd, or we get a little closer to something along those lines before we'll see anything happen more with once the performance center starts back up again, not just training there, but all the worldwide possibilities, you know, NXT UK, India. I mean, there are projects on the table to, you know, the eventual, the open one in Japan, open one in Mexico. So we, we could just be hopeful and see, and uh, we'll, we'll see how long that takes before I decide what else I'd like to do. Yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, I know, um, I think March is kind of when things shut down, and as we record this, we're in August, and it's not much different. And, you know, if you had asked me in March if I would have thought it would have been August, I'd have been like, oh, this will be over in a month, you know. But exactly, obviously that was not the case. I think uh, the biggest thing about this is it's been unpredictable for everybody. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to mention that. I saw that you've been you kind of been training people and doing some training. So And, you know, as you said before, that's kind of been the – 
one of the highlights of your career is, is working with young people that maybe are, are still kind of green or still kind of learning their own their own strengths and stuff and kind of bringing them up to what they need to be. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, that's what something I enjoy. And, believe, and, it, and it sounds like I, I've just made a shift because of the situation because I don't wrestle anymore. But it's it's absolutely true to my heart is that I feel – I feel more of a sense of, of fulfillment that I get to train people and watch the light bulb go, go off than I did actually getting in the ring and doing it. I mean, that was my, that's, it's where I thought, you know, what I was about and everything that I did, I wanted to be in the ring doing something performing, but to watch someone else with the nugget of info I give them and the light bulb goes, the light bulb goes off and they're able to perform it in the ring or slow down and make something look better than it did before. Like to me, that just makes me, it just makes me so happy to watch that happen. So it's, it's, it's a genuine feeling I have. It's not just something I'm spouting because I don't wrestle anymore. Yeah, I, I completely understand. And, you know, I think that you, you mentioned before, um, once people are back in the stands, I think that's been another big thing that everyone has kind of gotten, had to get used to. Cause I, I hear people talk to me about it all the time. It's like, yeah, I don't really like wrestling without uh, people in the crowd. And I'm like, well, I don't think anybody does, but that's, <laughs> right. know, it's just kind of the, uh, that's kind of the, uh, the cards that were dealt. I mean, I'll never forget one of the, the, I think it was the very first raw they did with no fans. Stone cold was there. And of course he's, you know, if you happen to see stone cold, give me a hell yeah. And then they just pan the empty <laughs> seats, you know? Yes. Yes. It's just it's it's weird, but it, it is what it is. And, you know, you I think for me, I've realized how important that live audience actually is, because I know sometimes, you know, before all this happened, people would get mad at the crowd for trying to take over the show or doing this or doing that. But I'm like, man, it's definitely worse not having people there. I'll tell you that. Oh, for sure. I mean, it changes the dynamics so much. Um, I mean, it, you see the need for both things. You see the need for the crowd. But also during this time, especially during when there was a, a major shutdown of the world or in the different areas, areas, it, it was, you know, this is the only entertainment that's live and, and new that's happening. Right. So the ones that say they should just cancel it, like, well, I, I don't believe in that. I don't think they should cancel it. They have something they can do. Um, I believe in the theory that when this is all, when this is over and cleared up and there are fans back in the stands you're not going to probably talk about 2020 wrestling at all, except for a title change. That is the only way they're going to go back in time. They're really not going to like feature much of anything that's happened this year. That just seems to be my belief in a lot of ways. They'll just kind of write it off and move on. Yeah. One, you know, I think with, with wrestling too, one thing we're seeing is them trying stuff, right? A lot of out of the box ideas have happened in the last few months, which good, bad or indifferent. It is what it is. I mean, cinematic matches, I don't think would have happened, um, with a live crowd, but then, you know, like the Boneyard match happened and like the Money in the Bank where they were in like the the, the office. I mean, a lot right. of interesting stuff has taken place. So has it all been good? No, probably not. But it's kind of cool that they are trying stuff and trying to think outside the box in some way. Yeah, I mean, look, they found another life for The Undertaker. Like, right. <laughs> you, you've got it. Boom. You found another life for anybody, anyone that can't really... You know, shit, Vince Vince could have a match next week. I mean, they figured it. They, once the Boneyard match came together, I thought, here we go. Um, we're definitely going to see more of this. And hopefully, though, in intervals, not everything will be that. Because right. the in-ring is where, where it all is, you know should spawn from. But you've given new life to The Undertaker. You've given new life to somebody who's got bad knees, to anybody who, you know. 
you know, K- K- I know Kane's knees don't feel too great for him. He could be in next year's Boneyard match. We could have Kane and The Undertaker again. You could have so many things. Uh, it just, it's opened the door. And like you said, I actually forgot about the Money in the Bank match, you know, where they fought to the top of Titan Towers. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. I even think there's more they could have done with it. But, you know, with travel restrictions at the time, they had to really watch it. But they are, you know, they, they're moving on if you're, if you're smart in this industry, you'll figure out a way to keep moving on and try different things. Yeah, and, and I think that's the biggest thing is like everyone has now had to pivot and, and think, okay, well, we can't have live, live fans. What can we do? And, you know, like the Boneyard match, I think that was the, the first thing that people were like, oh, that was really good because, you know, would it have been good with fans there? Probably not because everyone wants to see that Undertaker entrance, right? So if you're just watching that up on the monitor – Eh, probably not so great, but the fact that no fans could be there that really made that special. So, I think sure. you know, hats off to him for you know finding kind of an alternative based on the circumstances. Definitely, and I feel that uh, a two hour a two night mania, I think that was needed too. Oh, I think I thought I that think, was a great idea. I think they needed that, that for a while. Sure, they need to continue with that. I mean, you have two nights of showcases. You get everybody on the card, right? Um, you know, and they can space it out and you have, you almost have two main events. I mean, would they do that with the live crowd? I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's certainly once again, open up the possibilities, open up their eyes to, you know, we have such an action packed week with access and the other things have become major events. You have a hall of fame night, you have NXT takeover, you have all this stuff happening at access. Um, let's give media two nights. Let's just back it up a little. Let's have the Hall of Fame on a Thursday, take over Friday, and then boom, you know. There's so, I, I, I can only suspect that that's, there, that's already in the works for things like that to happen. Well, yeah, I know um, last year I think they had like 15 matches or something, and I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, that's a lot of wrestling. You know, like I love it. Sure. That's a lot to sit through and watch. So, Oh, heck yeah. Breaking up two nights, definitely a, a smart move, I think, for sure. Especially with um, with everything that's happening. Like you said, Hall of Fame, NXT, Access, I'm sure. I know in the past they've done just matches at Access. I don't know if they still do that or not. But, I mean, there's a lot. It's a whole week of events. It's almost like the Olympics, you know, so. Yes. Break that up. I know they were planning. I know that. I'm sorry. I, I know they were planning matches at Access again. Like, that was in the in the works as well. It just sounds like they were exploding more and more. Like, yep. You know, I had no idea where my direction would be come Mania Week, but it would have been busy probably at Access. And, you know, you just would have been around wrestling so much. You actually, as much as I love it, would have wanted to take it, take it a break and go, I don't know, just look at the water or something. Right. <laughs> something that wasn't so active. Well, like anything else, like you love it, but you need a break from it too, you know? Yes, definitely. For sure, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you being on the show today. It's been a really fun time talking with you and kind of, hearing some you know past stories about Japan and, and ROH and all that stuff. Do you have some social media out there? You can let people know where they can find you? Yes. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are at Aces of Steel. Um, the Facebook uh, work page, so to speak, is at Ace Steel and Lucy Mendez. We've got Lucy included in there. Um Congratulations got on getting married, by the way. I haven't told you that. Yet. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, pandemic, you can stick it. Uh, we had to can- <laughs> I love it. We had to cancel our wedding full of family and friends and everybody, and then we decided to still do it. We did it here in Florida on the beach, which actually worked out so much better for us. Believe it or not, is you know not that we don't want family and friends there, but the fact that it was just us, it's it's just us you know, through life together. So absolutely, yeah. we uh, yeah. So it was a great thing. I appreciate that. Um, 
so yeah, like Lucy's name is on there. A steel Lucy Mendez, um, doing, I'm working here at pro wrestling 2.0 in, in Florida in Orlando Bay, actually the winter winter park area, not too far from full sale where, uh, NXT holds tapings. Um, you could find that online too. That's at pro wrestling 2.0. And, and if you just type it in, you could find it. Alex Porto runs that. He is the head of the helm there. Uh, he's a great dude, a uh, former worker. Oh, Alex worked. the pug. I remember. Alex the pug. Exactly. So Alex is a great dude. He's invited me after a seminar to come in and train. Not only am I training a co-ed class on Wednesdays, Tuesdays, I've started up their famed ladies class, ladies only class. Awesome. They used to have it with different trainers, Santana Garrett, Big Swole. Different people have run the class at different times. Right. But, you know, as 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 people are working and they get, you know, Big Swole's gone to AEW, Santana's working NXT, they don't have the time to do such a thing anymore. So right. here I am and like, hey, let's let's go ahead and get the girls going. Let's show them a little more focus. So I'm running a ladies class on Tuesdays available for seminars and one-on-one training sessions down here. If you don't train at 2.0, like there are still people I'm working on getting out there that maybe you come down. Like I've had people come up from Tampa. We had a gentleman come from Sarasota yesterday to train with us. Um, that's an hour and a half, two hours, you know, that's quite a haul back and forth just to come train wrestling for a night but they want to come in and they want to work and they want to get better. And I'm looking forward to helping people. That's awesome, man. So yeah, I hope uh, now that things are kind of starting to get a little bit normal as far as training, more people reach out and seminars and all that stuff. And I know I learned a lot from you just in the, the brief time that I got to train with you down at WLW. So hopefully uh, people take advantage of this. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you being on and we'll hopefully have to do it again down, uh, down the road sometime. Yes, sir. Let's do it. I had a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. All right, big underscore vein. We are back. We're back. And we got to talk a little bit of chalk line here. There's been actually quite a few things announced here lately. I got to start off with how about these Cobra Commander shorts, man? I know you're not the biggest G.I. Joe fan, but these are pretty badass. Mm, yes. They look almost kind of like the card art from the old uh, old action figures, which is pretty, pretty epic. Well, and, and I'll tell you, I might not be the biggest G.I. Joe fan, but I've always loved that symbol. Yeah, I always thought that was a badass symbol, um, and so it's it's not that I'm not the biggest fan because I don't like GI Joe. It's just that you know I never really watched it. It wasn't your thing, yeah, totally. But um, I actually got the Cobra logo as a mask, yeah, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean it's still a sweet pair of shorts. I dig it. We got to talk about this because this one really caught me off guard. The Hey Arnold Stoop Kids Afraid to Leave His Stoop. We talked before before we got on on the air here. I had no idea what this was referencing. Yeah, a lot of people. If you look at the comments, even Mike Bennett made a comment about it. Like he was all about it. Like everybody seems to be all about the stoop kids, uh, afraid to leave a stoop. And um, it was just, I guess, one singular scene in a Hey Arnold episode about this kid that would set up on a stoop and never leave. And they kind of made it a thing. It kind of reminded me of like the Beast from the Sandlot, where everyone had a story about it. Yeah, yeah. But it's to me that's such a vague reference to make to make a piece of merchandise off of. But everyone seems to be all about it, so I'm like, hey, more power to you. But again, I'm not a Hey Arnold guy, right? And that's the thing. It, it I I kind of equate that to like the the one offs from The Office. You know, it's yeah. like we understand and we think it's awesome because we watched it and we're huge fans. But but I could see someone seeing the Hey King Dwight and be like, what the hell is this? Like Jeff from Fully Pills was like, I don't get that at or, all. Or uh, all the re- they're making a bunch of Recyclops because he did a bunch of versions. Right, right. Yeah. 
Another pair of Power Ranger shorts. This time they feature all the uh, Rangers holding their uh, signature weapons. Nice. Which is always fun. Um, those look just amazing. I'm all about the Power Rangers, so you're never going to hear me say a bad thing. Then we got a collection here of six different shorts, all featuring Street Fighter. Akuma, Bison, Vega, Guile, and Blanca, and then just a Street Fighter logo pair. I'm a huge Street Fighter fan, one of my favorite arcade games of all time. These are amazing to me. Yeah, I, I dig those. I really like the Blanca pair. Blanca's such a fun character. Yeah. Oh, dude. He like I remember when they first had action figures, he was the first one I got. Yeah. This one's a shocker. A Bloodsport Kumite track suit. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's sick. That's ridiculous and amazing in every way. Like, that's the one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I dig that shit. Yeah, super, super amazing. A pair of NXT shorts, which I'm kind of surprised they haven't made those yet. Those are coming out. Some Shawn Michaels DX joggers, looks like. Yep. What do you think about that? Uh, I, it's cool, but like, I, it's not really my thing. You know, I I'm hundred percent having another man's initials on my ass just doesn't seem seem like my my cup of tea. Not for big underscore Bainsky. No, this is kind of an interesting thing. Silence of the Lambs shorts. We're coming obviously into the Halloween season, so I guess more horror stuff. And it looks like you got Hannibal Lecter on the front. And is that Buffalo Bill on the back? I think that it is. Is it? Or maybe another shot of Hannibal I'm not sure but it almost kind of looks like Hannibal too it's been so long since I've seen that movie I couldn't yeah. even tell you what goes on in it yeah I, I know Hannibal's incarcerated and he's giving them advice on how to catch Buffalo Bill because no one knows who he is is that, is that Silence of the Lambs yeah and Buffalo Bill's making the skin suit and sewing it all together okay. and putting okay. people in the hole I knew Hannibal he was also incarcerated in that one too the one that was actually called Hannibal I couldn't remember if he was was in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs was the original, then Hannibal, then I think they did Red Dragon, maybe. Yeah, and I remember watching parts of Red Dragon. I didn't really get into it, but I don't know. I I, th I think Edward Norton was in that one. He was the the new killer or whatever, right? No, no, no. He was the cop. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Yes, but um, interesting. I thought I, again, Silence of the Lambs shorts are kind of an interesting, interesting choice co concept. Yeah. And then we see a collage of a bunch of stuff upcoming here that we've all we've seen already. But I mean, Street Profits, Street Fighter, Shawn Michaels DX, WrestleFest, Garbage Pail Kids, The Fiend. I mean, Ninja Turtles. So much great stuff. There anything there kind of jump out at you? Uh, the Ninja Turtles one, I, I think, are great. Um, but uh, I don't know. Um, I know you're more of a tank top guy than a shorts guy, but yeah, the shorts seem to be like the hot thing now. Yeah, well, and we're also getting out of summer, so I'm probably not going to be wanting to buy any tank tops anytime soon. There you go. But um, but I I like those Ninja Turtle ones. I like the Vega um, that they're showing right there. Uh, any of the Street Fighters, I think, are great. What about the Fiend Joker style? I dig that, but I don't. I'm I have such a weird thing about like wrestling merch right now. Sure. I don't I don't know why. Uh, T-shirts don't bother me as much, but like. I feel like shorts or like a wrestling jacket. I, I'd feel I feel really like a mark wearing that shit. Sure, <laughs> you know it's, it's different. I mean, and that's where like I'm wearing the Street Fighter shorts right now, and I'm like, these are all about. I'm all about these. But if I was wearing, you know, I don't know, Ultimate Warrior ones, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. a, little, it's a little different yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. But Chalkline's got some great stuff coming out, so it's gonna be uh, gonna be pretty cool. What the hell was that? I don't know. You want me to go look? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, I'll check real quick. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get... Oh, wait, what, the hell? what the hell? 
Hey, hey there, Breaker. Oh my God. Stay out of here. Stay out of here. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is not happening. What, what's not happening? I'll tell you what's not happening. That's the worst. My yeah. worst nightmare yeah, right, is happening right, right now. Yeah. It's my worst nightmare in the entire nightmare. world. I am your worst nightmare. That was Damn it, Bill! That, that was an Damn it! That was an accident, Dad. Why, why, why are you even? Why are you spilling drinks? That's big underscore Bane's. That was an accident. This is Bane. Shut up, Bane! He's gonna be pissed off now. I don't. What the? Okay, okay. How do you even know? Like this is my new house. How do you even know where I live? I tell you how. I tell you how. Uh, Google Maps. <laughs> Got something I found on my uh, uh, iPhone 11 Pro there. There, there, Brian Breaker. Google Maps. Okay. All right. I'm thinking it damn. Do I dare ask? What the hell are you doing here? Why are you here? Well, uh, I'll tell you that. You, your carpet's a little sticky there. That yeah, because you spilled an energy drink on it, you dumb shit. You got to get that checked out. Uh, anyway, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm here for one reason and one reason only, there, Brian Breaker. No holds ball with Bill Bainer starts. Season three. It's coming up soon. And uh, considering... A uh, good year and a half ago, you and you and you and Beginner School Bane, you signed a little contract saying I can come on a show whenever, wherever. I'm here to promote. Okay. I'm not even worried about the fact that you're gonna get your your your, your butt handed to you later on in life. Later on in by, life by me. Uh, but right now, I'm just here to promote. Okay, Bill. I come in peace. I don't want to slap you right now, but I will. For what? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Promote, Dad. I'm just. I'm just saying. You've been here for ten seconds, and you've already started to destroy my house. I don't know where Big Underscore Bane is. He may have left. You're destroying our show. You're you're coming to cheaply plug your own show. Okay, whatever. No holds barred with Bill Benis, season three. When's it debut? And you want to tell the people? Next Tuesday. Okay. This. Two days from what? What day is today? Oh my God! What day? What day? Wait, hang on a second. When? When you you released this episode on Sundays, right? Right. That's right. Two days from there, on on a Tuesday. Is that all you? Is that all you want? You want to leave now? I got gas. I guess I'm getting a little hungry. Might might go to Umberto's. Go back to. Go back to the studio. Okay. What's okay? Okay. What's season three about? What's what, what shenanigans are you gonna get into this year? Oh, we're getting into lots of shenanigans because you and, and your pal Big Under School Bane are always making a mockery of me, and I'm I'm handling business on the show. <laughs> making a mockery of you? How yeah. so? What are you, you're doing it right now with your with your with your questions and your attitude over there with your haircut? Doing a lot. <laughs> My haircut. Doing a lot of things over there. And just always wanted to make a mockery of me. I'm trying to be a uh, 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 a serious journalist over there. <laughs> and you and, and your pal, Big in the School Bane, are always trying to throw a wrench in my plans. Well, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. I can dodge them all. Did you just drink out of his energy drink? Oh, shoot. Don't, I, don't, I don't have the COVID. I'm surprised you even know what that is. Okay, well, all right. Bill, okay, you know what? We've been feuding for pretty much the entire time we've known each other. I'd, I'd say we have a, have a uh, you know, charming back and forth. I don't know about that, but I'm trying to turn... You just drank out of it again. Oh, 
Well, it's good. It's good. Come on, man. What is nasty? That's not. What are you talking about? That's nasty. That's good stuff. This is the stuff that. No, I know. I know. Jeff the one F was complaining about. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I. Yes, I, the drink told, is good. I told Big and Scorbane he cannot trust that man. I told him. Okay. You never trust a Jeff with one F. That's okay. what my poppy always said, and that's what I'm telling you people out there in the podcasting land. Um, words of wisdom by Bill Benis. Yes. Okay, all right, Bill. I know we've we've never seen eye to eye on pretty much anything. I have put hands on you in the past, and I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying. You know, this is a year. 2020 has been an interesting year, right? A year of reflection for a lot of people. Maybe you know things are way different now. Let's try to move forward, help each other out, and so. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw a plug. Everybody go check out No Holds Barred with Bill Benis debuts this Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, season three, man. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I it's, guess. It's going to be good. It's going to be a heck of a lot better than this show. I can tell you that much. Oof. Okay, that's it. Now you're going to get chopped. Now you're going to get chopped. Get the hell out of here, Bill, right. before Sheesh. I kick the shit out of you. Sheesh. All right. God. Try not to spill anything else. Bang you up. Go ahead. Okay, get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Oh my god. Sheesh, man. Yep, that. So, that was interesting. My bang is like half gone now. Yeah, what well, happened? Did he drink it all? Well, he spilled it on the ground. But he also did drink it, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want any of that. No. I mean, I don't know. You probably not want to kiss Bill. So. Nope. 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 Okay. I'm I'm a bit frazzled. So he he basically announced. Well, I don't know if he locked you out there again. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, he did. And um, done with that. Yeah. He basically announced season three of No Holds Barred coming up this Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I know you've told the listeners before you have been recording. So I guess it's that time. Yeah. Um. I tried to ask him what we can expect, and he just he didn't really answer me. It was just a bunch of you know Bill isms. Yeah. Well, I can I can honestly I can tell you what to expect, and that is um, Bill is just going to be a sack of shit. There we go. The whole time. So there's a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I, I before we get into our plugs, <clears throat> I do want to throw one more thing out there. It's it's still a thing. Fifty five star reviews. Yeah. And we will lure him back over here, and I will chop him. Yeah. Yeah. On video. Um, so, I don't know about you guys, but I want to chop Bill Benis. Yeah, and, and I want I want to witness that. So let's make that happen, people. Yes, and I'm. Uh, we got a couple of more, a um, couple of more five star reviews. So a lot of people are here for the Benis chop. I'm seeing it in the reviews. So tell Good. your friends, Good. review it. Um, you don't even have to write anything down, but we always appreciate it if you do. Yeah. Um, something fun. If you want to talk about it, you're just here for the Venus chop, that's totally cool. But yep. I think we need about 45 more. So make those reviews happen. They help us out, and uh, it'll be entertainment like you could not ever possibly believe. True that. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, well, you got the rating and review part out of the way, so let's just plug it up. So we're going to go through all of our podcast buddies. Okay, we got Fully Posable, Jeff and Scott. Wrestling figure podcast, love that show, love those guys. Jeff doesn't like radical skedaddle, but I mean, I don't even, I can't even be mad at him after being around Bill Venus, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a. Uh, 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 let's give him a pass. This absolutely, week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Check it out; you'll love it. Fully posable. It's it's one of my favorite go to shows. 
Check it out. Drops a new new episode every Sunday. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there talking all kinds of pop culture things. In fact, RJ from Ringside Rant, we're going to talk about him in a second. He said he started listening to Wreck My Podcast because we recommended it. Hell yeah. That's what it's about. We're trying to help each other out in the podcasting world. We'll, so. we'll send you the bill. Uh, 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 wreck My Podcast. Yes, absolutely. It's in the mail. Come in FedEx. <laughs> Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, always fun. A positive look at pro wrestling for a change. And uh, always talking the old school retro wrestling, which I'm a huge fan of. So highly recommend the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, great dudes, hilarious show. Highly recommend it. Um, just two amazing, amazing, hilarious dudes. If you're not listening to Doing the Favor, we'll do yourself a favor and check it out. Absolutely. It's awesome. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds dropping a new podcast every single day. It's crazy to think. All kinds of trivia. Great for road trips if you want to listen to some uh, some trivia shows. And I think he's still doing his live trivia shows on Facebook. I don't know if he's able to do live ones yet uh, at bars and pubs and things of that nature. Because I know California is definitely under different restrictions than other places. But if he is and you're able to support him and you feel safe going out, please do. Definitely. Elite 8 Showdown with old Big Chuck. Oh boy, uh, you uh, you did a little bit of a lead eight showdown recently. I did, yeah. I, I, I did one. On a, I did one a little while back, and it has not aired yet. But uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous. It might by the time this drops, though. I mean, I guess new episodes come out Thursdays. So if I'm not mistaken, I thought it was Fridays, but I don't know for sure. Maybe it is Fridays. I can't remember. But um, but yeah, so I mean, it could be coming this week. Could be, could be. So check it out, Elite Eight Showdown, where they have a tournament pitting anything. And everything. Yes. And a total insane eight-bracket tournament. It is utter chaos. Pretty much. Pretty much. I already mentioned it before, but Ringside Rant with RJ. He just had, had another big guest, Chris Van Valet, I believe is his name. And I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but this guy interviews a ton of big-time uh, stars on his show. And RJ landed him um, as a guest for his show. So nice. Very cool. Very nice. cool. Good work, man. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with ruthless Ryan Davidson, one of my best friends in wrestling, but don't tell him I said that because I hate his guts. Check out his show. Uh, drops a new episode every single Friday. RD's an awesome dude. And Reality of Wrestling's getting things going for themselves again, which is great. Actually, Booker T tested positive for COVID. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, no, I didn't. That sucks. I think he's made a recovery, which is good. Good, good. So, uh, but yeah, check it out. Leisure and Lariats podcast with ruthless Ryan Davidson. And of course, Boots to the Face. Check out their show as well. Um, they actually got some pretty cool merch happening, too. I saw a uh, really pretty badass shirt they have. I think it's also available on What a Maneuver. Um, kind of had the title belt design, which yes. I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah, I, I really dug that design, too. thought that was pretty, pretty sweet. Pretty cool stuff. So check that out. Boots to the face. And then, of course, we got to throw it to our main man, Jason Wolf, at Art of Jason Wolf on Instagram and Twitter. I got his Twitter handle right today. <clears throat> what about that Zeus figure he made, man? How, how awesome That's was pretty that? Pretty wild, and they're already sold out. He uh, did, what was it, one of ten, so he yeah. only made ten of those figures. Pretty badass, but I guess somebody hit him up about doing a, um, it was on Twitter, it was some little little random thing, so if you, you know you know how fast tweets go, if you miss it, you don't, you don't see it, but... It was some something somebody was hitting him up about like a huge uh, commission deal. So mm-hmm. after seeing those figures, so dude, I mean, that I mean, what I wouldn't even know where to start on making a custom figure. 
Yeah. I love the idea of the magnet. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it was. it's a much simpler way to do things. And, I mean, for a DIY project like that, that's, like, probably the perfect idea. Um, because... I don't know, just just a really fun way to do that. And I really I really dug it. And, and not to mention, all hand-painted, all beautifully hand-painted because Jason Wolf is amazing at what he does. Absolutely. And uh, if you're one of the lucky 10 that got that figure, I mean, congratulations because that's Absolutely. That's badass. It's super cool. So I was I was pumped to see that. I was like, man, I hope he does more of these because yeah. I, I didn't I didn't bite on Zeus, but there's a couple of guys if he ever does, I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. Not. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Really cool stuff. So check him out. Art of Jason Wolf on all his social media accounts. Uh Grapple Holden to be the man. If you like wrestling comic books, you can find uh to be the man on Comicsology. You can find both of them on Amazon and Grapple Holds from our good buddy Dave Thomas. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, we'll be seeing Dave Thomas at a future project we got going. Yes. It should be uh next month. Why don't we kind of teach Just a, a few weeks away? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll uh we're actually gonna do a little bit of something with that today, but yep. you won't see it just yet. So that's the teaser. Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling for the NES, the regular Nintendo. You can find that from Pack and Sack Dave. His website's in our show notes. Just uh, shoot him a message on his website. Let him know you want it, and he will make it happen for you. You can play it on an actual, old-school, regular Nintendo. Absolutely. Pretty cool stuff. You can check all Bane's music on um, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. He's got what, three albums plus two singles out there. Yep. You got a lot of stuff, man. <clears throat> yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, still working on a new album. I don't know. I keep going back and forth, and I, I mean, the more I work on it, the more I uh, start I, changing your mind. Yeah, and it's like you know, you, you you do stuff, and then it's like you you really dig it, and then you go back about a month later, and it's like ah, I don't know if I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the uh, the the mind of an artist, though. You know, and but I would bet too that there's been songs that you put on albums that people like more than you did. Would, would that not be fair? Mark music. Right, so that like that was the one I think everyone's been like, oh, this is amazing. Right, and it's not that I don't like that. I'm just like, people like that one more than they like some of the other songs. It's like, yeah. really? Okay, because that I mean, to me, especially that song, that was like such a bullshit song anyway. But that's what made it fun, right? And you so know? it was like, God, okay. I don't know. I, I found it impressive that you were able to tie in all those references. Right, yeah. Which I think was like, okay, that's fun. And, and that's literally all the song is, is it's a reference song because the song makes no sense. And that I knew that going into it. I knew that when I was sitting on a ride, it's like I'm going to try to fit in as many references as I can. Yeah. And, and so the song makes no sense. But I was, I'm was i honestly surprised that people think it's as good. That's like the token song of mine. It's, and that's that. That's what I find so interesting about music is I could see people like you being an artist thinking like, okay, well, this is going to be the, the one everyone likes. Right. And it's this one. You're like, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. He, Razor Ramon's another one that it's like, I, I mean, I actually really like that song myself, but like, it, I'm surprised people usually bring that up, mm-hmm. you know, when they bring up songs that they like of mine. Gold chains on my hairy chest. Yes. <laughs> so good. Love it. Well, check out the other podcasts we do. Of course, I have Back to the Nintendo that drops a new show every Friday. In fact, I think this week is uh, Contra. Nice. We're hitting a classic. I'm excited for it. So check that out on Fridays, Back to the Nintendo. And then, of course, we all know now we got a sticky floor and God knows what else. No holds barred with Bill Venus is returning. Yes. Yeah. So wish me luck, guys, because I've he's gonna need it. Already thought about strangling him. There it is. Well, hopefully. Thought about becoming the parts unknown strangler. If that did not make you want to write a review so I could chop him that little cameo there, then I don't know what does. Please yeah. give us a five star review. 
Please let me chop him. He is Enjoy a, it. Uh, he is a he is a absolute nightmare. Yes. In every sense of the word. Yes. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Once a week, you can check out our energy shot. we got a new project coming up, which will get uh, will we'll be released to the public, but will actually be a Patreon. Um, like a, I don't know how what's the right word, but they will view it first. Does that, does that make sense? Early access. Early access. If you're a patron, which is always fun to some people, you can check it out before everybody else. I know Big Chuck hates that, but you know what, Big Chuck? Suck it. He doesn't like early access. He doesn't. He's he's mentioned on his show that Elite Eight showdown. He's like, I don't like early early access shit. Let's tell him but, to go eat a big box of dildos. Yeah, it's, it's a little far. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I can tell him. Hey, Big Chuck, go eat a big box of dildos. Yeah, call up Eric Barker. Make, like, hey, Barker, what are you doing? Make, Nothing. Make sure they're edible because if not, you'll have to call poison control because there's a lot going to be a lot of rubber in your stomach. Bingo. Wow, that got weird. <laughs> you can find all of our t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, and of course, whatabaneuver.net. Uh, we have a big underscore Bane store. We have a Breaker and Mains Power Hour store. In fact, uh, Drew Vinsel just picked up the new G.I. Joe design. Hell yeah. Super cool guy. He Hell got engaged yeah. recently. Congratulations yeah, to him. Yeah, congrats. He, I saw, don't know if you saw it, he asked me to ask Bill Benis to be the wedding singer. Oh, dear God in heaven. Did he really? Yes. Uh, he doesn't know what he... Think about what you're asking. Yeah, because here's the thing, Drew. Uh, if Bill shows up to that wedding, you you might have a new roommate. You're going to have to adopt him. He ain't leaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so, God. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You're asking... You're Does asking, Bill take wedding singer, like... You know, bookings? I don't know. I, I've never. Was that a gig, I guess, I if you're a musician? I haven't asked him yet. I actually thought he was joking when he I said that. I hope he's joking. But he never, he never put the JK up there. So, uh, Well, as you know, if you don't put that laughing face emoji, people take it seriously Right, sometimes. yeah. Tyler Breeze, you sack of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought you were a big Diesel fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> that was funny. I think I think everybody in that, in that locker room had a big laugh that day because I noticed about three wrestlers – like use the a catchphrase that I had said to some random person. Like I, when I said, settle down, Mitch, to that one guy, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like AJ styles and like Rusev and like somebody else said, like settle down, whatever to somebody else. Like, really? I was like, so you're I'm, becoming famous. They must've had a big laugh at my expense. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is they may have not known you were joking. Like it was pretty obvious to me that you were. But right. Well, they don't know me, so I'm sure they just thought I was some dipshit. Yeah. Well, what's funny, like to give everyone a little bit of a backstory on that, basically Tyler Breeze was tweeting, and you said something about like how Diesel is the greatest champion in history. Or no, something. no, I said WWE went downhill after Bob ba- or after Diesel lost the championship or what, or after Diesel won the championship from Bob Backlund or something like that, and then I said. Even the attitude error couldn't save it. And he said, he retweeted it with a quote tweet and said something. And then, like, fucking floodgates opened up. Well, he was kind of clearly like, wow, what an idiot. Right. Yeah. Because he used the eye rolling emoji and all that shit. He's like, oh, yeah, they never recovered. Eye roll. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then that led, I guess, there's a guy named Mitch that, that mentioned something. You're like, hey, settle down, Mitch. Yeah. I was like, settle down, Mitch. I was joking. Yeah. But again, Looking at it from the goofy tweets this guy probably gets. Right. Had no clue. Had no clue. Which is hilarious. 
Uh, Average Panda and Outsiders Beard Co. I uh, I noticed the new Average Panda has a Halloween design shirt. That's fun. Yes. So. Uh uh yeah, new new Halloween T-shirt only going to be up till for the month of October. So once November first hits, it will be Gonzo, and uh, it's it's a nice little spooky shirt. So spooky sets and uh, ghostly gains, ghostly gains, and um, got some fun little Halloween decor on the shirt as well. And then over there on the Outsiders Beard Co, uh, our our fall scent is already up, which is the s'more s'mores. Nice, excuse me. Uh, and I love me some s'mores, dude. Oh yeah, and then we we got a Halloween scent coming. I don't, That's a fun thing. That's I don't kind know. of new, right? Yeah, this is something I, I I'm trying out for the first time uh, right now. But if it, if all goes well, I'm gonna keep doing it. And I've actually thought about trying to do just a have the season the one seasonal scent, but then do like a maybe maybe a flavor of the month or something like that, like Jelly of the Month Club, like Clark Griswold. Right, right. Um, but uh, we're gonna kick it off with the Halloween. I don't know if I'm gonna do one in November, but I'll probably do one in December. And then, um, but the Halloween is gonna be called Candle Jack. It should be up by the time this drops. I don't awesome. know if it's not. It'll be next week, but. Um, but yeah, Candlejack, and we'll—I'll give you more details about it next week. Which that's a—if uh, you know me, you know me, huge Freakazoid mark, and that is a Freakazoid reference. So, I love it. That's yep. awesome. Good stuff. So get ready for it. Outsiders Beard Co. bringing out the Candlejack. I love it. Oh yeah. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.